thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad that you've joined us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. I tell you what, the Word is good. It is a thrill. And, and you know this, it's when you get thrilled with the Word that it works for you. If we're casual, uh, we're not making a draw on the Word. And so when you get thrilled, you're making a draw. And uh, that's when you put your faith with that Word and it will work for you. We've been teaching on the mind. And we are so glad that God has directed us to teach this direction because I don't care who you are, you need to know how to have greater skill with your thought life. Right. Amen. Amen. Because the way you think is the way you're going to believe. Amen. The yes. way you believe is the way you're going to speak. Right. And the way you speak is going to determine what you receive in life. And so it all begins with right thinking. Amen. And so we have to think right. And thank God he has given us his word whereby we can think right. Yes. Amen. Yes. We've been taking as our golden text something that Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And we invite you to get your Bible and follow along with us. In 1 Timothy, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, Paul said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind belongs to you in Christ. But now that he's given us a sound mind, we have to know how to handle that sound mind, how to feed that sound mind, how to treat that sound mind. What a sound mind accepts what a sound mind doesn't accept, what a sound mind cooperates with and what it doesn't cooperate with. Amen. Amen. And so thank God for the word that teaches us that we can renew our minds so that we uh, live in the flow of a sound mind. You know, since a sound mind belongs to us, we might as well live in that flow. <laughs> you know, healing belongs to us. We might as well live in that flow. Prosperity belongs to us. We might as well live in that flow. Even so, a sound mind belongs to us. We might as well live with a sound mind instead of a harassed mind, a troubled mind, a tormented mind, a depressed mind. And so you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I'm trying to have that. Well, you have something to do about it. You have something to say about it and you have an action to take toward that sound mind. And that is renewing your mind with the word of God. And renewing the mind means taking on God's way of thinking. And anything yes. that is not in agreement with the way God speaks and the way God thinks, we reject it. We cast it down. We refuse to accept it in our thought life. But to have a sound mind, I tell you what, with that sound mind, to protect that sound mind, you have to discipline your thought life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You that's just can't true. let your thought life go anywhere it wants. And the thing is, just because no one else knows what you're thinking doesn't mean your thoughts are in the right direction. Yeah, 
That's right. It doesn't mean you get a free pass on uh, what you do with your thoughts just because people may be saying, well, nobody knows what I'm thinking. I can think this, I can think that. But the thing is, it will start having an effect on the sound mind that God gave you. And uh, we protect our sound mind by taking in right thoughts, thoughts of the word. And not only that, uh, when we take right thoughts of the word, we're keeping the devil, the door closed to the devil. It's wrong thinking that opens the door to the enemy. That's why he, he's got to deceive us into thinking wrong so that he can get in. He can't get in until we think wrong. Because right thoughts keep him out. Amen. <laughs> Wrong thoughts open the door to him. I want to, I want to show you one of my favorite passages. We looked at it. At, we've been looking at it previous episodes. And it seems like I can't get past it <laughs> because I like it so much. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a deliverance and a help. But it shows us exactly what right thinking does. Yeah. And so Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic Translation. Paul is writing, and he says, Not that I am implying that I was in any personal want, but I have learned how to be content. And then the Amplified gives us what this word content means. Satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed. I'm not disquieted in whatever state I am. Notice he didn't just say in the good state, in the good places of life, in the easy places of life, in whatever state I am. This is the flow of a sound mind, untroubled, undisturbed, not disquieted, not harassed, not tormented. Those things will come, but we are authorized to keep them out. And it's and it's flowing with a sound mind that keeps the door closed to those wrong Amen. things. Amen. 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 Uh, some people need to learn to let go of wrong thinking. Yes. Let, true. Just let right. it go. Yeah. Yes. Let go of worried thoughts. Let go of condemning thoughts. Yes. Let go of um, un- thoughts of unforgiveness. Let go of thoughts of doubt. Just let them go. I'm done with them. Done with them. Let it go. And you have to let it go out of your thought life. Mm. Well, praise the Lord. Now, another key thing to um, walking in the light of the sound mind that belongs to us, go with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 20. Proverbs 4, verse 20. This is so key to your sound mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, The writer says, My son, Mm -hmm. attend to my words. Now, when we say this word attend, we're talking about attention. Put your attention on my words. In fact, that's one definition of the word attend is to put your attention on something. So he says, my son, and we could read it this way. My son, put your attention on my words. That's the flow of a renewed mind. That's what a renewed mind does. That's what a sound mind does. It holds its attention on the right thing. You cannot enjoy a sound mind 
touching into unsound thoughts. You can't enjoy a sound mind touching into worried thinking. You can't enjoy a sound mind by uh, entertaining fear thoughts. What does a sound mind think on? Attend or put your attention on my words. His words have to mean more to you than any other thought. His words have to mean more to you. His words have to hold a larger place than the the words of loved ones. Than the words of people that you have great love for or respect for or admiration for. If what they say is contrary to what God says... You have a choice to make. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's true. And I tell you what, God's words are always right. Yes. Always yes. right. Yes. Put your attention on my words. Amen. Amen. If we would just do that, yeah. it would push out every wrong thought that tries to gain entrance. Yeah. Yes. Be skillful at attending to his words. What does that mean? Yeah. You have to pay attention to what you allow yourself to think on when nobody else knows what you're thinking. Just because no one knows doesn't mean that you're doing that you're doing something that's going to bless your life. What you are, what you do, what you think and what you look at when nobody else knows is the real you. That's really what you're doing. Because see, we know how to say the right words when we're around people. We know how to put forth the right behavior. But we're getting a sober uh, picture of ourselves by what do we do when no one's looking? What are we thinking when no one knows what we're thinking? And this is part of a sound mind. It's a disciplined mind. It doesn't just behave itself when it's around others. It behaves itself when it's around God, which is all the time. (laughs) Right? That we want to not only impress people or be a good example to people, we want God pleased. I want God pleased with my actions, but I tell you, I want him pleased with my thoughts. I want him pleased with my motives, with my intentions that nobody else may even know about, that I may not have articulated to anyone else. I want him pleased. And a sound mind is looking to please God more than anything else. Amen. Amen. And the way we're going to do that is here in Proverbs 4.20, my son, attend to my words. Know this, there's going to be other words out there. What are you going to do? You you have to, on purpose, pick your attention up and take it off of wrong words and put it on right words. My son, attend or put your attention on my words, and this is how we do that. Incline your ear to what I say, to my sayings. Let them, what I say, not depart from before your eyes. Keep them, God's words, in the midst of your heart. Once these things are done, attending to his words through having our ears, our eyes, and our heart focused and full on him, mm-hmm. then verse 22, for they are life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. See, life yes. starts flowing. Yes. Life yes. starts right. coming into play. Yeah. For they are life unto those, yeah. look at this, that find them. Yeah. 
They aren't life to people to, 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 they are, they can't be life when they're neglected. The words of God cannot be life when they're neglected. It's when they're found, when they're found and you have to do your own finding for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh, to all whose flesh, to the ones that find them. So to not be interested and to not give the word its proper attention, we're laying down the life and the health that belongs to us instead of picking it up and putting a demand on it. And we've all been guilty at times. I guarantee you we have all been guilty at times. But now we're putting, we're putting, you know, if I could say this, this divine life has to be practiced. Anytime you see someone skillful in their prayer life, they didn't start out skillful. You see someone skillful in their faith life, they didn't start out skillful. You see someone skillful in their love walk, they didn't start out skillful. Uh, in the, in the, in this, this flow of having our attention and having a disciplined thought and having our attention on the word, uh, anyone who arrives there, they didn't start out that way. They just kept practicing and they kept practicing. And even if they did it wrong one day, they got up the next day and they kept practicing and they kept practicing. They didn't just quit. And I just say this, don't get down on yourself. Don't look at your past and say what you haven't done. Because really, we're all like this. The more light we come into, the more we see what we haven't been doing. Right? He's not just showing us what we can do and what's available to us. It also shows, oh, I haven't been doing that. Well, don't take that knowledge and beat yourself up with it. Take the light he brings you into and run forward and leave behind what you weren't doing. Amen. Amen. And this is where so many people miss it is they, we haven't been attending to the word many times as we ought, but we see that and we're going to, we make that change. I said, we make that change because when we put our attention on his word, we're going to arrive at what verse 22 says. We're going to arrive at a flow of life that comes out of those words and starts dominating every single arena of our life. We're going to come into a flow of health. We're going to come into a flow of his divine power, taking every part of the body. I love this last phrase. It says his words are health or medicine to all all our flesh, all of it. Even the parts of the flesh the doctor said could not be rescued. All of it, all of it. Meaning this, body parts can come back. Things that were broken can work again. You say, Pastor Nancy, that's, I don't know how to do that. Verse 20 told you how. Attend to his words. That's how. That's how. How do you attend to it? You put it in your mouth, put it in your eyes, put it, put it in your heart, put it in your hearing. Amen. It's so thrilling to know we don't just have to be left with what we've, what, where we've been. Amen. Now, I want to read to you something uh, or tell to you a testimony of a, of a minister. He was teaching at a healing school years ago. And um, as he was standing there in the service and at the time he was teaching in this healing school, they had put out a guideline that to be in the class, you had to be sick or you had to be attending to someone 
who was sick. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just open to the general public. It was open to all who were sick of the general public. And uh, they were, they, what were they doing? They were wanting people to be there who were interested. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, that they were interested in receiving. And so this minister was getting ready to teach. He, they were doing the praise and worship, so he had not, been, had not taken the pulpit yet. And while he's waiting for his turn to come forward in the service, um, the Spirit of God, sp well, actually showed him a vision. And in the vision, he saw the people in the, in the congregation. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they were all sick or they were tending to someone that was sick. They were all standing, sitting in their seats with their arms like this, tight around their bodies. And he said to, he said to God, he said, God, what am I seeing? And he said, the reason they haven't received their healing is because they're holding on to their sickness. And this minister said, now God, what do you mean they're holding on to their sickness? Now see, that's what that vision showed. They're holding on to their bodies as a type representing that the sickness that was in their body, they're holding to their body, showing they're holding to that sickness. And this minister said, well, God, they did not come to a healing school to hold on to their sickness. So what do you mean they're holding on to their sickness? And then God said this, what they've got their minds on is what they're attending to. And what they're attending to is what they're embracing. Their bodies. See, he said they're sitting here in a healing school, but their minds are on their bodies. You can't receive healing with your focus on sickness. You can't receive healing with your attention on your body. You want to know why? Because healing, the body is not the source of healing. Yes. Healing does not flow from your body. Healing flows from the Word. Yes. Amen. Amen. So you put your attention on the source. Where does healing spring out of? Out of the Word. He sent His Word and healed them, is what the Word tells us. So you put your attention on the source, not on what needs the flow. Yes. As long as your attention is on your body, it's off the source. As long as your attention is on what you're feeling, your attention is off of the source. And the Word is the source. Now, when God heals, He heals through the spirit of man. Now listen to this. He heals through the spirit of man. You go, well, what do you mean by that? If you're, Because it's your body that needs healing, right? Yes, yes. So what do you mean he heals through our spirits? Is the power of God, the healing, of, healing power of God does not begin in your body. It begins in your spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Flows out of your spirit and into your body. Amen. So when healing power flows, it's going to come from within yes. your spirit, the, the man on the inside. You say, well, what, how, how does it flow from within? 
because the greater one is in you. The healer is in you. Healing doesn't flow from outside into the body. It flows from your spirit into the body. Now, if you get your attention on the word, what's in your spirit gets quickened by that word and starts springing up. That life that's on the inside, the life of God is in you. The nature of God is in you. And that, that life is health. The, the life that's in you is a health. It's health. God's not sick. His nature is in you. His life is in you. So when you feed on the word and as you feed on the word, that word is food for your spirit and your spirit starts getting strengthened. And that which is in your spirit starts springing up because it got quickened by the word. What the psalmist say, quicken thou me according to thy word. The word quickens you. It starts causing things to bubble up in you. That's why you want to meditate on the word, speak the word, because it activates the life that's in you. See, people are looking out here for something to come and heal. Someone, some, God show up in my room. God show up in my house. Jesus, if you would just show up and lay your hands on me. You got no verse assuring you of that. That's right. But greater is he that's in you. That's already in you. Pay attention to what's in you. Stir it up and act, you, uh, 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 join your faith with it. And that which is in your spirit will spring up and start as a fountain. It'll spring up and start watering your life. And your body will start getting in line. Amen. Brother Hagen made a statement that is a... I only heard him make it once and he was teaching in his healing school. He made this statement. He said, if you'll get your spiritual life in order, your body will start responding. Amen. Listen to that. If you get your spiritual life in order, your body will start responding. What's he talking about? Because he's showing us that God heals through our spirits. If our spirits are saying, I'm not doing that, God. I know you want me to obey you in this and obey you in that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going that direction. We'll see things get out of order then in your spirit. And then uh, we want to receive help and answers, but from a, a spirit that's not been in agreement with the word not been in agreement with what God is saying in its opposition. Yeah. See, we get our, how do we get our spirits in order? What's he dealing with you about? What's he dealing with you about? As you feed on the word, what is quickened to you? I need to address this. I need to implement this. Listen, we're all working on ourselves and this is not a negative to know what is God dealing with us about. For the rest of our life, he's going to be dealing with us. <laughs> Thank God for that. But I value his dealings instead of getting uh, stiff-necked at his dealings, instead of recoiling from his dealings or acting like he's not dealing with me at all. Listen, ain't none of us all that. All of us need his dealings. All of us. And if he's not dealing, if, if we were to say he's not dealing with me about something, that means we're not listening. <laughs> because he's dealing with us about something because none of us is all that in the natural. In ourselves, we ain't all that. He's all that, but not us. <laughs> so to act like he's not dealing with me about something is to say you're, you've got everything in order and, that's, and that right there is out of order. <laughs> that, that, right, that thinking right there is out of order. That's right. 
Amen. So getting back to what God said to this minister, he said, what these people, remember they're holding, he saw a vision of them holding their bodies. What they've got their minds on is what they're attending to. And what they're attending to is what they're embracing. You've got to embrace the word. You've got to embrace the healing word. Don't embrace what you feel. You say, Pastor Nancy, is it not difficult that when you're feeling so much to not let your attention go there? Yes, it takes practice. It takes practice. It takes practice. It takes practice going to the word instead of going to your feelings. It takes practice going to the word instead of going with what you have heard the doctor say. I'm not saying ignore the doctors. I'm saying apply the word. And let the word deal with what the doctor said. Don't you figure out something against what the doctor said and try to apply it. Let the word deal with it. Take in, so that means you don't have a choice to make. Do I obey the doctor or not? Obey the word. Just put the word in. And as that word is given its place, it will spring up. It will grow up and it will water your life. Amen. Amen. So, so many people are so, and listen, we've all been there. They get entrenched. Do I, do I go to the doctor or not? Do I take medicine or do I not? I tell you what, just do what he says. Attend to his word. Just start there. Attend to his word. And as you attend to his word, you'll, you'll, you'll know exactly what you need to do because your help is in the word. It's not in you figuring out your route of exit or your route of exit. I don't know in Oklahoma, I don't know if it's route or route, (laughs) but you get my, you get my drift. So what we do is we pay attention, just, just focus on the word. And I want you to know it's not a nod to the word. It is all in with the word. All in. All in with the word. Joshua 1.8, a nation that had not arrived to the promised land. For 40 years they wandered. Promised land belonged to them all along, but they wouldn't go in and lay hold of it. Joshua comes to now into a position of leadership and he's got to get a non-arriving people into a, being an arriving people. And God told him how. Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Look at this. But you shall meditate in it day and, day and, day and night. What's that mean? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. This word meditate, could we say, could we say it this way? Pour it in. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall pour it in day and night. How do you pour it in day and night? You keep it in your mouth. Meditating is speaking it. Meditating is thinking of it. Ah, these things are so fun, I tell you. What? They're answers. They're help. It's life. The message of the word is life. It is life. Amen. Nothing is impossible in the face of the word. When the word shows up, everything is possible. Pour in the word. Put your focus and attention on the word. We've been teaching out of this book, Peace, Living Free from Worry. We invite you, get your own copy of it. And uh, you can go to theframeministries.org and get your copy. And until we see you next time, remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, 
and doubt in this book about the peace of God. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Richard Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.